0: Imagine that you're a woman in the Middle East who just got married. Let's say you're in your early 20s. This is your first experience away from home, away from your family. You're now with your man, aka your husband. This is something you have been looking forward to all your life because you have been promised that marriage would get you closer to freedom. And now, finally, you're about to have sex for the first time in your life. You are a virgin. Let's say you were in this position and you lived in the Middle East. What typically happens next? What's up everyone? Welcome back to another episode of... Day. so creative with this every time
1: (laughs) so what typically happens next is you have no idea what to expect you have no idea what to do you have no idea what counts as a successful sexual experience you don't know what to do to make it better you don't know in some cases you don't know if you should even like be naked to begin with you know
0: yeah, it's, it's uh, unfortunately, most people um, in Middle East don't receive that, that, that basic sexual education mm-hmm. that we have here in U.S., right? So how would a woman know what to expect from sex?
1: Right, exactly. They don't get any sexual education, you know? Like, I remember I had a friend who called me on her wedding night crying in the middle of the night saying, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Something is stuck. It feels like a wall. She was just freaking out. Like well, She was really tired. She did not know what was supposed to happen. And from the sounds of it, I don't think he, anyone even knew what was going on. Um, I even one time One of my friends She was getting married And we were in a big group of girls In the Middle East And they were all just saying like Oh my god you're gonna be sharing a bed With a man My god you have to be naked I mean it was just Insane I remember even me and my sister one time We were like do you have to be naked Like For sex to happen It's just this big mystery about what happens when you're sharing a bed with a man.
0: Yeah. And I can see why your friend called you, Um, asking for guidance. It's because, again, they lack sexual knowledge. It's never taught to them. Um, It's like any time sex is mentioned, it's it's like in middle east it's like taken in the context of like you shouldn't have sex um if you have sex you're gonna go to hell um if you have sex it's a sin um so all these negative connotations that 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 is like attached to sex um
1: it's very scary yeah
0: and 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 many women are also ashamed of their bodies they're insecure of their bodies. Not only do they avoid undressing, for example, like in front of their husbands, but they even move their partner's like hand away if their partner places their hands in a, in a, in a place on their body part that they dislike.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, Although that is common in women in other countries as well, being insecure about their bodies, it's especially true in the Middle East, because these women are not, are typically taught to cover up all the time. Also, when it comes down to sex, they pretty much remove the idea that a part of sex is connected to pleasure. You know, just like you said earlier, it's just all fear. So they forget to even mention that it's about getting to know each other. It's about building a bond. It's about building this connection with each other. Uh, it's about like opening up to each other and having that vulnerability with that other person, you know. Um, so, so you're just kind of like there as a girl who's just like don't know anything. You're just wondering, are you doing something wrong? What does the other person think of me? Am I too ugly? Am I doing this wrong? Am I a sinner? Uh, What are other people going to think of me? You know, and even what's even sadder is, in my opinion, is that women living in the Middle East will rarely tell a man, hey, like, I like this, or I feel like this is what I need sexually. Like, they will rarely ever tell a man what to do to, to them sexually, um... Because they they might not even have any idea of what they would like. So how how on earth would they know? You know, and also even if they had like an instinct, like I think this would feel good, they would be too embarrassed to even mention it.
0: Yeah, that's 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 a good point. And and let's not forget, I can see this also being very true for men mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, you know, given that they also most likely lack sexual knowledge. It's not just women. Uh, um, And, but,
1: I mean, although that is is very true for men in the Middle East, unlike women, it is not uncommon for men in the Middle East to have had prior sexual experiences. But who do they have these sexual experiences with? Foreign foreign women. women. Exactly. So they go to foreign women to have this sexual experience, blah, blah, blah. And then they find their wife who they don't kind of tell any of this. Um, But because why does this happen? Because the men are not tied to this virginity label, the same label that women are tied to. And there is no way to really prove men's virginity.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, men do have an advantage when it comes to sex over women, mm-hmm. um, simply because they can differentiate sex for pleasure versus sex for reproduction only, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because they, some of them, not all of them, they do get a chance to experiment and then have sex with foreign women, as you said. And any other woman we don't know um, now with that being said yeah, sex is still somewhat of a foreign or a taboo thing even for, for men yeah technically for both genders
1: yeah exactly um, most women won't even dare to tell like not just even what I mentioned earlier with what they like Most women won't even dare to tell their husbands to wear a condom, for example, especially for the first couple of times. Why? Because they don't even know how easily it is to get pregnant, especially when both people are that inexperienced and have that little knowledge. And secondly, because there's this expectation on women to get pregnant. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And and as we mentioned, uh, This makes it extremely challenging for this couple uh, in the bedroom because here we are with a couple who lack, again, basic sexual knowledge and who are expected to have a baby shortly after their marriage. Whether that expectation is something that the couple wants or in most cases it's an expectation that's placed upon them by the family members, right?
1: Or just society, right?
0: Society. It's like... Oh, you got married, son, now I want a baby, right? Mm -hmm. So if you look at what really happens in retrospect, a lot of women, they get impregnated during their first or second time of having sex. Now you have a whole year of pregnancy in which this woman could go without any form of sex for pleasure. And I think this process or this delay makes it hard for a woman to relate sex to pleasure going forward.
1: It is so sad to me that women over there don't even know what they don't know, pretty much. like they It's not like they're sitting there being like, oh, I wish this would happen to me. They don't even know how much of life they are missing out, how much of exploring their own bodies they are missing out. And from what I know, that women actually get very hormonal, Hormonal and sexually aroused when they're pregnant. Um, so, if by chance a woman in the Middle East is aware of her sexual needs and body, you know, she's gonna be too embarrassed to express their, these needs to her husband. So, whenever she's pregnant, after the first or second time having a baby, she's going to be too embarrassed to ask her husband to have sex. While she's pregnant Because she doesn't want to seem like a sexual freak In front of him You know what I'm saying? Because they have this image That they need to maintain That they're these like Angelic virgins Who are innocent Don't know anything They could never have sexual urges And any kind of actions or indications That they have certain sexual needs Will kind of indicate otherwise Like maybe they're a slut Or anything You know?
0: Yeah, again, that's a good point. That's sort of like that pressure that's placed upon them, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's fast forward to a couple of months or even a year after their marriage, and what does sex even look like for a couple in the Middle East?
1: Hmm. I mean, obviously, it varies. You know, it's it's different. So it's different in the US. It's different there. But uh, one thing that's worthy to mention, in many cases, um, the man gets what he wants out of sex. So he goes in for a minute, for two minutes, whatever does his... Pump, d- pump, Yeah, exactly. Does whatever he needs and gets out. He doesn't pleasure the woman. He doesn't really know what to even... He might know, but he might not care, you know, which over time makes the woman feels- feel like shit about herself. It starts to feel like she's an object. So she might crave sex less and less because she's not getting anything out of it. No connection, no bond, no pleasure. Just like dirt, pretty much.
0: This concept applied worldwide, generally. Right, right.
1: But especially in the Middle East, due to the lack of sexual education and uh, due to how much they make sex be a sin and something fearful... So it does lead women down the road To turn down sex a lot Which I mean Sometimes they do turn down sex But the problem comes When in some household In some households In the Middle East Rejecting sex is not acceptable You know So sometimes women pretty much get raped Or there is no consent to sex they might it's not like her husband is forcing her not like the typical image you have of mm-hmm. rape but it's like he's having sex with her without her consent
0: and, and it's 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 also important to mention that some women see this as like a customary thing mm-hmm. like this is expected of them and they're like okay if the man wants this pleasure I will give. If the man wants to have sex okay I will do they don't really think of it as anything out of ordinary it becomes like a and and even if they complain about it this is where it makes it more sad even if they complain about it they will most likely be told that it is their duty as wife to fulfill the man's needs and so pretty much the man gets what he wants while the woman just It was about doing another thing.
1: (laughs) Although, yes, it is your responsibility as a partner to fulfill the sexual needs of your partner. You know, um, that doesn't mean that it shouldn't be... Like, whatever you give, you also get. It doesn't have to be 50-50, but you should get some reciprocation back. You should be getting fulfillment from it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just so sad to me that women over there... um, I wouldn't say all women, but it is very common for women to not have had... to never experience this throughout their whole life. Right. You know? And, like, for a woman... Your sexual, the sexual part of you is your femininity, your feminism, you know? Right. It's like the tender part of you. So I think over the years, you're just like shut down. You become like hateful. There's just like a part of you as a human that you haven't even explored. You're just not living life to the fullest.
0: In a sense, biologically, what they say is you could suppress your hormones specific hormones called pheromones mm-hmm. so that's what happens over time when you go without sex your pheromones go down and what pheromones do is this is just from my my past knowledge pheromones attract other male components in your life so when you do lack that and in a marriage that's been suppressed sexually then it might even make it harder for you to find a man going forward.
1: That makes sense. It's like, bi- bi- You know how they plan. say, uh, people say, like, if you don't use it, you lose, lose it? it.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what happens.
1: Oh, I didn't know that was Yeah, so sensitive. if you think about
0: it, women who are, you know, explorers, like butterflies, they tend to find men at a much quicker rate than a woman who hasn't Uh-oh. been... That's a fact. So, if
1: you are single, you know what to do.
0: <laughs> you got to mingle if you want to get your hormones activated.
1: <laughs> that is insane. So, what if you just, like, masturbate?
0: That's another way to activate your f- hormones. So... So, that's why when you masturbate or when you're, you know, active with sex on a regular basis, what happens is you will actually get... Hornier at a faster rate. So, therefore, you would want to participate in sex more. Versus you not having sex for a long time, you know, it kind of suppresses your hormones. Therefore, you don't really look for it.
1: That's crazy. And you might even get, like, medical problems, right? I one time was watching a movie. I don't know if it's true. It was like this girl. I think it was Sex in the City. And the girl went to the doctor And like she had a yeast infection or something, and the doctor told her that her vagina was just depressed (laughs) because she had. That's a good way
0: to put it. Yeah, your vagina can get depressed before you get depressed. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you know, in a lot of times, this is another Shreve's theory. (laughs) If your vagina gets out of depression, you will get out of depression. (laughs) <laughs> That's a fact.
1: No, it's a hundred percent. That's
0: why when women and men, when they get laid, you can see a whole difference in their mood when they show up to work the next day. That is
1: so true. I what? I used to work with this manager who uh, she everyone knew that she was like waiting for marriage, blah blah blah. She was like such a control freak. And after she got married, everyone she got like everyone would be like you should have seen how she was before she got married she changed so much
0: that's what it is you know some some women when they get antsy some men when they get aggressive the best way is sex because that's how it softens them you know it it gets rid of the man's testosterone it gets rid of the the woman's estrogen levels when they build up
1: so i mean if you have a woman that's pissing you off a lot just You know what to do.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. To conclude this segment, let's come up with a suggestion, right? Mm -hmm. We talked all this shit. Let's try to come up with a solution. What is one advice or suggestion that you would give to Middle Eastern women um, post-marriage? Or they can, you know, something they can maybe take to their honeymoon.
1: So, I... So first of all, I want to say I'm not here to judge and I do know that it's very hard to break out of societal rules and to just, I'm not saying go around and like have sex, okay? So I, my advice is going to be within the societal rules. So I think for women, even so, even though society is oppressing you, there are still things that you can do as an individual by yourself privately without anyone knowing to make sure that your needs are met and that you do get yourself to experience that part of life. So the one thing that I really think um, you can do is um, to make sure that your needs are covered regardless, I recommend that you masturbate. And I'm not saying... What I mean by masturbation is just touch yourself, you know? I'm not talking about go buy things that are insane because don't I go buy
0: dildos. Yeah. It's like self exploration.
1: Mm-hmm. For a few reasons. One, it, it is allowed in the Muslim religion to masturbate. You know? Really? It's something I didn't know that's that. allowed, yeah. As long as it does not replace sex, it's allowed. If you're just doing it out of curiosity, you are allowed to do it. It is actually scientifically proven that for a lot of women who struggle to orgasm um, in sex, which is a very large percentage of women, the best thing to do is to masturbate. Why? Because whenever you masturbate, first of all, you're doing it with yourself, so your body's a lot less stressed or you're more comfortable And two, you take your time to explore everything to the point where it will wake up different parts of your body and you will most likely get to a point where you do get to an orgasm. And that will eventually make your sex experience more pleasurable because you're more sensitive everywhere else. And two, you will know exactly what your body needs to get there. And three, you would know already what an orgasm feels like. So you won't be scared and resisting it when you're with someone else. Okay, what is your advice to women in the Middle East?
0: So I think it's very important for for women to incorporate sex um, in the bedroom. And and have those conversations more often, and and I think another thing that's important is they can't be too vague about like their body parts. Um, they shouldn't feel like feel ashamed or insecure. Um, they should sort of express it, you know, and they accept their significant other as their husband. That it's okay to undress in front of them. That it's okay that if the man touches them, that it's an okay thing. Mm-hmm. I think by by working. You know your way up with conversation touches. You can you can get comfortable and and you know doing more in the bedroom. One thing I noticed: middle middle-aged women who are somewhat feisty. They tend to get what they want out of their husbands.
1: So that's the thing: is people have this theory about Middle Eastern women that they are like these weak, poor women. Mm-mm. The problem over there is not that the women are weak. It's actually the opposite. Middle Eastern women are the feistiest women I've ever seen. They Some are so strong. Right. The problem is the way society is built. It's kind of built to where they have been conditioned to believe certain things. So even though they're feisty, they don't necessarily Utilize
0: look at it. some
1: of these things as a bad thing because of the way they were conditioned.
0: Right. In their eyes, it's, it's a normal thing. It's, but from the outside perspective, being us and, and you know West, the West world, the Western world, it comes across as if they're being suppressed, as if they're being quietened, as if they don't have voice. But that's not necessarily the case. When you are in their household, when they're in, in their house, you will see otherwise. Well, let's conclude this. Hope you guys learned a thing or two.
1: So we said in our last podcast that we're going to start daring you to do things. What are we daring them to do? Papa Cherry.
0: Master same thing. Right?
1: Pop a cherry. That's
0: what they said. Break your virginity. <laughs> We're not telling them to break their virginity. You know what I mean.
1: Explore yourself before you wreck
0: yourself. Play with jail.
1: <laughs> with jail?
0: is it like a thing? Like when you ma- is referred to your hand. They refer Jill as being your hand. Really? Because somehow you can spell it with your hand. Just, really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I didn't know that. All right. Well, have a good time. Uh, I'm guessing we're not going to see you again because you're going to be <laughs> masturbating.
0: Until next time.
1: Peace out.
0: If you find any of this thing offensive, I don't say it. <laughs> and I don't care.